Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million families building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash odyssey. That's greenlight.com slash odyssey. This is a Vault Studios production. I'm Reed Redmond. I'm Spencer Brudig. I'm Will Johnson. This show contains graphic material and is meant for mature audiences. This week on True Crime Chronicles. You know, that was my biggest thing at that moment. Um, like, your wife's missing. Um, you're not crying. And, and I know some people, um, you know, they grieve in different ways, um, but it was just a different tone with him. Do I have your permission to record this conversation? Yes, ma'am. That's Larry Miliette, the husband of Maya Miliette, the mother of three young children who went missing earlier this year from Chula Vista, California. Larry Miliette agreed to speak with KFMB news reporter Abby Alford not long after Maya disappeared. But here's what might seem strange about this interview. Abby talked to Larry the same day that Maya's family held a vigil for the missing mother. Maya's friends and family were there. Maya's three kids were there. But Larry wasn't. My instinct when I was at the vigil, you know, her whole family's there. And even her kids are there. But you don't see Larry there. And you're thinking, if your wife is missing, why are you not here? You know, I I just was kind of taken aback by that. And I kept asking the family. I said, well, where's Larry? And they weren't defending him, but they also weren't accusing him. I think, you know, again, they were just kind of caught up in the shock and the emotions of her missing. But they also had asked the same question too. Like, well, you tell me, like, I don't know, why why isn't he here? You know, we would hope that he would be here, but he's kind of mad at us. And I was like, well, why is he mad at you? And he said, because... He doesn't like the pictures that we put out of Maya. They say that she doesn't look pretty. And I'm like, why does that matter? You know, your wife's missing and you're concerned about what pictures are out there. Um, So, you know, you're just thinking, well, I need to talk to him. You know, I need to find out why he didn't come. Try to give him the benefit of the doubt or, you know, what was his reasoning for not coming. So I called him and he didn't answer. And then he called me back. And I'm still at the vigil Um, And then when it's over, he calls me back. And so um, I was in the back of my car and I just decided, you know, I was talking to him and I hadn't recorded yet because obviously I need his permission for it. And I kept asking him, you know, if he'd like to talk to me, if we could record this conversation. And he kept telling me no, he was really hesitant of it. And I said, you know, your wife's missing. We really need to get the word out there. you know, and I said, and you didn't show up at the vigil, you know? And he said, yeah, yeah, but you know, I just want to keep this focused on her. I just want to keep this focused on her. I said, okay, let's just keep it focused on her. So he agreed to do the interview. But let's back up a week to when Maya was first reported missing. A frantic search continues this morning in the South Bay for a missing mother from Chula Vista. 39-year-old May Millette has not been seen or heard from since Thursday. January 7th is when she went missing. There's between like that Thursday and Friday, it depends on who you talk to and who saw her last um, on that Thursday to Friday. I think why there's um, some discrepancies on when she was seen last 
it was, he tries to say, I think he saw her Friday or heard her in the house Friday, but never saw her. So it's kind of odd that you have three children together, but you don't really know your comings and goings, according to him. The family is asking the community, anyone that can help to either post on the Facebook page that they have set up or to contact Chula Vista Police Department later today. They'll be leading a search party effort around 10 a.m., all in an effort to find May Millette. You know, police have been forthcoming in saying that, yes, they did not have the best relationship, a very um, that they were having marital problems. The sister has been very open and public about that. Um, before I had interviewed Larry, he had done a preview, another interview with someone else and had said, he had a very damning interview to say that he that they were having problems. And he tried to say that she was like, made her out to be like a party girl and that she would go out and come home at two o'clock in the morning and she would lock herself in her bedroom and they pretty much were living in separate rooms. Millette's sister did confirm to us that May had gotten into an argument with her husband, Larry, before she went missing. But according to Chula Vista PD, they say there is no evidence of a crime and Larry is cooperating. Her family though, doesn't believe that suicide is a possibility. My sister is a very strong woman. She wouldn't, you know, do anything to harm herself, especially thinking about the kids. She had also posted on Facebook um, the day before, the week that she went missing. I don't know exactly what day, but the week that she went missing. She posted on Facebook that said, um, anyone know a divorce lawyer asking for a friend? And so... That's when, you know, we'd asked police about that, and they said that they were aware of that as well. The family of a missing mother from Chula Vista will spend the next three days searching for the woman at the Glamis Sand Dunes in Imperial County. News 8's David Godfordson spoke to the sister and niece of Maya Millette, and they are not giving up hope of finding her. Home video shows happier times for the Millette family as Maya Millette jumps a quad at the Glamis Sand Dunes in Imperial County. The family took a trip to Glamis over New Year's weekend, just days before Millette went missing. Her 17-year-old niece remembers camping and off-roading in the desert with her aunt. She bought her own dirt bike recently, so she started dirt biking out with us. Oh, she, I mean, her family says that she was so loving. She absolutely adored her children. Another reason why she wouldn't just get up and leave um, her three children. She um, has missed their birthday. Um, they were supposed to, the Sunday after she went missing, they were supposed to go out of town and celebrate uh, one of her children's birthdays. And obviously they couldn't do that because she wasn't there. Um, so she'd missed that big celebration. Um, she loved to, they um, called it jeeping, so that she loved to take her jeep out, um, like off-roading. Um, I think she was in those clubs. She liked to hike. She was a really um, active mother. Um, she also played guitar and liked to sing. Um, there's videos of her and her children um, singing in her home in Chula Vista. And so um, I think, you know, it's just heartbreaking when you think about what is a loving mother and there's still no answers of where she is. So back to that vigil, one week after Maya disappeared. At that time, you know, we spoke with Chula Vista Police Department and they said, you know, that they've spoken to Larry Miliette, the husband, 
He's not a suspect. He is cooperating. Um, but at the moment, they didn't have enough evidence to do a search warrant. Um, but, you know, in cases like this, everyone, you know, usually it's always people go to the husband first to, to see, okay, what was he doing, you know, pointing to him. But at the same time, you know, Larry, you know, police had said that Larry was cooperating. And you can hear in my conversation, I'm kind of treading lightly because, again, he was very hesitant to want to to do the interview. And I'm thinking, I got to keep him on the phone. I don't want to grill him right out, out of the gate because I don't want him to hang up on me. Um, you know, this is our chance to finally talk to him. And so I kind of let him talk and I wanted to build trust with him. So that's why I just kind of let him drive the conversation. Um, you know, but I also wanted to know like why he wasn't at the vigil. I mean, just like how we were talking, Larry, I think when, but the last time you saw her was like last Thursday, I think. Um, visually, but um, she was in the house Friday. Oh, okay. So it was Friday. I mean, kind of just, you know, it's been almost a week now and mm-hmm. you haven't seen from her. You haven't heard, you haven't seen her or heard from her. You have three daughters or three kids with her. I mean, this isn't like her. No, not this long. Um that's the concerning and alarming part is uh, she wouldn't be gone this long. And, you know, what? you guys were married 21 years? Tell well, us it'll be 20, 21 years, uh, May 21st of this year. So 20 years, it'll be 21 this year. Wow. What do you yeah, love been, about Maya? Oh, I love everything about her. She's um, very smart, um, kind, uh, you know, basically just her, herself, her personality. Her smell, just everything. And probably her love for life. She loved to hike, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. She, You know, just her outgoing personality. And probably a great mom. Oh, yes. Yes, she is. He's just very, like, straightforward. Um, and I think he wanted to come off like he was a loving husband, like he loved, you know, who she was, and he loved her smell. Um, but, again... You know, you're just, you didn't get a lot of emotion and kind of, you know, when you post the, when we posted the interview, I think a lot of people agree. It's like, where was his emotion? He was very detached from all of this. So, I mean, why do you think, what do you think happened? I mean, there's no reason that you can think of, of, you know, why she wouldn't be here, be here for her, her kids. She wouldn't miss her daughter's birthday. Um, uh, You know, I don't want to speculate. There's a lot of speculations and, you know, people kind of like, throw these, um, uh, I don't know, speculations out. But right now, um, I just want to focus on how, you know, to get her back home safe and sound. And, um, yeah, that's it. And then have police given any indication at all about where she is? Uh, No, right now. But they, you know, I have full confidence. And like I said, uh, the CVPD, in the Navy, um, because they they put maximum resources on our case. So, you know, this is what they do. This is what they do best. Um, I'm pretty sure that, you know, they're going to do their job. And um, that's why I'm really hopeful and confident that, you know, um, things will work out. How are your kids taking this? Uh, that's my main focus for now. They don't really understand the gravity of it, but I know my oldest, my two oldest kind of like sees it. But I try to minimize the impact that it has on them. But although even though I'm trying to do that, I notice, you know, there's 
you know, they, they know what's going on. Well, yeah, because they were down here at the vigil, weren't they? Yes. Uh, I had my oldest down there for a little bit, and then um, my uh, second youngest had tutoring, so I had to get her to come in, and, you know, and then they had piano today, uh, which they missed because I, I allowed them to go to the park. Well, yeah, and then, you know, in my interview, how he says, like, he, you know, because he allowed his the kids to go down to it when he says, I allowed them to miss piano. It was like, well, it's your, it's their mother's, like, vigil. And I get, you know, so I, it, it was kind of odd that he used the word allowed them. It's like, well, do you control them? I mean, I know that you're the father and probably wanting to shield them um, from, you know, what was going on with their mom. But at the same time, they're old enough, a couple of them were old enough to really kind of, to understand, you know, something isn't right here. I haven't seen my mom in a week. So I, and I, you know, I was like, wow. And when I got to see a little bit of it, I was just overwhelmed and thankful for all the support. I was like, this is, you know, for my wife, Maya, and it's, uh, you know, strangers, but, um, you know, most of the time on TV, I mean, you see all the bad parts, but you don't see all the good, the good parts where, you know, these, there's still good people out there and they, you know, they really do care. I'd also asked him, I said, you know, why weren't you at the vigil? Was it because of privacy reasons? Uh, you said you didn't come just because you had to, is it just like for privacy reasons or? Yes, ma'am. And I said that because in our conversation before that, that what was not recorded, he said he's a very private person. And I think this is why he didn't want to do the interview at first. But again, I really felt that he needed to talk because he needed to explain himself of why he wasn't at that vigil. Yeah, I just, um, again, you know, I'm not, I'm not like that person to like basically, you know, go out there. But um, I don't know, just. I just want to make sure it's focused on my wife, you know, finding my wife, not nothing else. And you know, I just don't want any distractions from that. And, you know, when I kind of asked him, I said, you know, people may, you know, there's people who think that you did it or think that you have information. He said, yeah. And then he tried to blame the media for it, which I think is an easy way out. A lot of people will try to blame the media on things when um, they don't have an answer for it. Do you think people are unfairly, you know, questioning you or suspecting you? Um, no, I mean, you know, they got to do their job, I understand. So, you know, whatever it takes, um, they have to, you know, look at any lead or um, basically they just got to cover all their, uh, all the protocols and stuff. So, you know, it's it's part of the job, I guess. Yeah, that's the thing about the media part, you know, um, mm -hmm. it's upsetting sometimes that, you know, people, you know, make implications and it's, uh, you know, without even asking, you know, like domestic violence, I'm like, really? I guess I, her brothers are here, her three brothers, and they know uh, our relationship. I've, I've always been open to the family about our relationship and they know I've never touched a sister. So they're like, yeah, the media is... Sometimes they don't get their story straight before putting it out there. Or it's just maybe, uh, un, you know, un, unresponsible uh, journalist or whatever. But we get it. I mean, you know, whatever makes the biggest impact um, to get the story or get the viewer's attention. So, again, it's a double-edged sword. Um, you get the viewer's attention, you get their interest, and, you know, you get the story out. They're like, oh, I'm interested. Now they're following it, you know. And I'm thankful for that because whatever promotes uh, helping find my wife, Maya, you know, um, whatever it takes, basically. So, um, like my sister-in-law said, she doesn't care what it takes 
just as long as she comes home safe. And I agree. Well, thank you, Larry. I appreciate um, talking to you, and, and thank you for talking to me about her. And like I said, I yes, hope we just keep this story out here. Okay, thank you, Abby. Well, appreciate it. I just felt like after that conversation, he, you know, he just, I didn't get enough answers from him, and I don't think he was did a very good job of convincing me or anybody um, that he didn't know what happened to my or... Um, that he had more information than he was not leading on. And, of course, that was in January. This was a week after the she went missing. Of course, since then, he is now shut down. He's not doing any media interviews, and he's lawyered up. And there's evidence now that's come out that, you know, um, there was surveillance video from a neighbor um, that caught, like, six loud bangs coming from what's believed to be the Malietti home that night, Thursday night. This morning, we are getting some new perspective into the mystery of a missing mother from Chula Vista. And this comes as a search will pick up for Maya Miliete over the weekend. Uh, quite a few things planned for this weekend mm-hmm. to try to find some answers. News 8's Chris Groh joining us live from Chula Vista with new audio as well that you received. Good morning, Chris. We're going to start with that disturbing audio in what sounds like gunshots, loud bangs heard on a surveillance system in the neighborhood where Maya lived. Take a listen to this disturbing noise. And you can hear their chilling, really, on that night that Maya was last seen. Five loud bangs followed 10 seconds later by a final bang. Now, it's not only the same night Maya was last seen when she went missing, but also the same night her husband Larry reportedly had a fight with Maya. News 8 also caught up with Larry's father, Benito, to talk to him as he walked with two of his grandchildren. Our investigative producer, David Godferson, asked him about the search for Maya and those bangs that you just heard. The family of Maya is looking for a dead body. We're still waiting. Did anybody hear any gunshots on that night? No gunshot, nothing at all. You know, they're searching every single day. Um, you know, that this case is not cold and they get leads every day. You know, they, they won't confirm um, evidence, but they will confirm that they've heard when we ask them about like um, potential evidence in the case, I don't want to say specific, but potential evidence in the case, they will confirm that they've heard of that, but they won't confirm what came out of that evidence. A lawyer working with the family of a Chula Vista mother who has been missing for nearly three months is talking with News 8 about the case. As News 8's David Gofferson reports, the attorney conducted a walkthrough of Maya Millette's house four days after she went missing. I went in the house, I immediately noticed the windows all open, the fans on full blast. It was chilly in the house. Attorney Billy Little went inside the Chula Vista home of Maya Millette on Monday, January 11th and conducted a walkthrough with her husband, Larry, days after the woman went missing. I was mostly, at that point, seeing if I could smell anything, if I could smell any bleach or smell the smell of a dead body. Um, And of course, there's absolutely no smell. Family members confirmed they contacted Little to help them find the missing mother of three. When I went to the bedroom, I immediately noticed a hole, probably, 10 inches long by about uh, six to eight inches tall, rectangular shape that had been freshly repaired. 
let's say the door is locked, you wanted to break in the door or get to the door, you could punch through that hole, reach through the other side and unlock the door from the other side. Inside the garage, Little says he discovered a freezer was missing. I called Chula Vista police and I said, hey, there's a freezer missing from the garage. Then there was no action, so I found the freezer myself. I went over and found it from uh, one of Larry's relatives. For months now, Little has been collecting evidence, including hundreds of text messages sent in 2020 by Maya's husband, Larry, to friends and family. He started by complaining to family members. He started by accusing his wife of having, may of having an affair, going to her supervisor, insisting that male coworkers be moved um, with absolutely no evidence that was, there was an affair going on. Some of the messages included photos. This one looks like an altar with lit candles. Others include biblical quotes talking about adulterous women, like this one saying, her feet go down to death, her steps lead straight to the grave. It started ramping up as 2020 went on and as May started moving more and more uh, towards a divorce, he became more and more desperate. Little says the day Maya contacted a divorce attorney is the last day anybody heard from her. There are a number of bits of information that are circumstantial in nature about this. We reached out to Chula Vista police. They won't talk about evidence in the case, but they did confirm they have been in contact with Little. We are aware of the instances he's described, and he may not be aware of what our detectives have done, but we have in fact followed up and conducted follow-up and continue to conduct follow-up. Um, he's not been named a suspect. Um, he, police have not named him as a suspect, but again, um, you know, I think it's just, when you kind of look at all of the evidence, you have to think, who would do this? You know, maybe, you know, there's also the theory that maybe she had a boyfriend and maybe it was her boyfriend who did that, or maybe that's some kind of love triangle. There's just, you know, more damning evidence that keeps coming to light. And there are, you know, national worldwide attention on this case. Volunteers are not giving up hope in the search for a missing Chula Vista mother of three. Dozens searched in an East County trail today for Maya Miliette, who went missing three months ago this week. I think the general consensus of what Larry's interview with me on the phone was is that, you know, he just didn't show a lot of emotion. And, you know, not everyone, like I said, I don't think everyone grieves the same way. So I don't think you have to be an hysterical person to be um, innocent. Um, again, but it was just, he was very stoic and very kind of matter of fact. Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash odyssey. For True Crime Chronicles, I'm Will Johnson here with Spencer Brudig and Reed Redman. Guys, just to sort of recap and also close the loop on the investigation, there are now four law enforcement agencies who are working as a group investigating what is still a missing persons case, according to these agencies. It's uh, Chula Vista Police, the FBI, San Diego County DA's office, and also NCIS, or Naval Criminal Investigative Service, which may sound 
interesting. The reason for that might be the fact that Maya Miliete worked uh, in 2020 as a civilian contract specialist for the Navy's Southwest Regional Maintenance Center. She also transferred then to the Naval Information Warfare Center. So, you know, maybe that's perhaps why NCIS is involved. But a lot of moving parts in this investigation right now. Obviously, her husband has not been publicly named as a suspect. One thing it sounds like investigators are really looking into among all the other moving pieces that you mentioned is that audio that we heard of those loud bangs in the neighborhood the night that Maya went missing. And I think it sounds like gunshots. I know there's a lot of technology out there that can supposedly detect gunshots. There are some cities around the country that use a technology called ShotSpotter to pick up gunshots that that would maybe not otherwise be reported. But one thing that I know about ShotSpotter is that it can also be fooled by things like car engines or fireworks. And so I just don't know if there's a way to confirm, like if there's an audio fingerprint of a gunshot that investigators can can actually confirm and say, these are for sure gunshots. But it, whatever the case, it sounds like that's still an active part of the investigation, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I would just caution that, you know, what you hear on this podcast might not be the highest quality version of, of what those sounds were. I can say that the night that, those loud bangs were recorded in the neighborhood. That was January 7th. Police were not informed or called. However, Chula Vista Police Department has said they are aware of of those sounds and it's part of the investigation. One of the things that stuck out to me about this was uh, the mentioning that prior to her disappearance, Larry had been sending, you know, supposedly increasingly bizarre messages to his in-laws. Um, it was mentioned uh, about you know this this altar this candlelit altar and so I went on I went online I was I was reviewing the photos and I did want to just add a little bit more clarity uh, that you know it, it's not just uh, a candlelit altar it does uh, maybe I am missing something it could be um, something that I'm unaware of uh, but it, it doesn't just look like a, a normal altar it, it appears to have you know red drippings all over it it's probably candle wax but it certainly uh, is uh, somewhat to my mind, a little bit disturbing. And there was also one other thing that uh, really, really stuck out that was not mentioned in this episode, that it it was reported that allegedly a story came out from a family member that Maya had actually told a friend that, you know, if something had happened to her, it would be Larry. Now, we do know that Larry is not a named suspect in this, and we don't know the context of uh, of that statement, it could have been in a joking matter, um, but it is interesting to note that she had made that statement in the months prior to her disappearance. And obviously, one of the places investigators have been focusing on is the Miliate's house, and it, it sounds like if something did happen in that house, investigators might have some information. It seems like they've been at the house quite a bit and seized a lot of evidence from the home, although we don't know all of the specifics of that, right, Will? Right. There have actually been 16 search warrants in this case so far, including one uh, on April 1st that was at the aunt and uncle of Larry Miliete. Um, There have also been search warrants uh, served early on in January at the Miliete house in uh, Chula Vista, more than two weeks after Maya went missing. Uh, The family's black Lexus SUV has been seized, in fact, and that's Interesting to note, one of Maya's brothers actually noticed that the air and the tires on that vehicle uh, appeared to be low, and that has also been seized by police. And we also heard about this attorney that's been working with the family, and by the sound of it, kind of doing PI work. And one detail related to that, and I don't really have a question, but it's just sort of an interesting detail, 
is that uh, News 8 reached out to Larry Miliette to see if he had any comment on what this attorney, Billy Little, was saying. And Miliette claims that the attorney posed as law enforcement to get inside the home. That's something that the attorney, Billy Little, denies. So obviously one of the two of them isn't telling the truth about that. And if nothing else, it's just kind of odd that either of these two people would be lying about that. Yeah, again, a lot of moving parts and some rather strange circumstances surrounding this investigation, including what you mentioned there, Reed. And, you know, we'll, we'll certainly keep an eye on this case for our listeners, missing persons case right now. But if anything changes on that, we will keep you posted. Spencer, if our listeners would like to learn more about the stories we're covering and also chat with like-minded listeners, right? Like-minded true crime fans, yeah. Um, they can uh, go on Facebook. We have a a group that just broke 6,000 members. It's called Inside the Crime Vault. So uh, we hope to see you um, in that inside that group uh, where you can discuss this case and others like it. Reed, you and I have a daily show. I know this week you actually covered the Golden State Killer in like real depth uh, in two episodes. Uh, enjoyed listening to that and a lot of really interesting information. Yeah, it was fascinating talking to uh, reporters at our station in Sacramento about what it was like to cover every single development in that uh, after they arrested the Golden State Killer. That daily show is called The Daily Crime. We have new episodes every day, Monday through Friday, that you can uh, find wherever you're listening to True Crime Chronicles. All right. And for True Crime Chronicles, I'm Will Johnson, along with Spencer Brudig and Reed Redman. We'll be back next week with a new case and a new story. 